Hello there. It's showtime, Mr. Funny Bones. With your hosts, Tyler Kane and Alex Lyshow, this is Two Clowns and a Goat. We're back. Hello, sir. What's up, dude? Nothing much. How are you? Doing good, man. It's been a good day. Good. How'd the uh, how'd the water pipe bursting thing go? Any any follow up? No. So apparently it's fine. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So I mean, like, no one's miraculously, like, no one's stuff ended up getting destroyed, uh, which is super oh. weird to me because like this one guy had this super like uh, heavy amp like right under the whole thing, and he said it's fine. So we'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> we'll take it, dude. Sweet. Uh, so, what'd you do at work today? Was it just a lot of uh, basketball watching, or was it? Yeah. So once noon hit, it was basically just the. Um, I don't even remember who it was. It was the very first game. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, Mar- ah. Maryland and no. Nah, it was. Uh, was it? It was the one right before LSU Yale. Minnesota Louisville. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Yeah, yeah, and it was an M. The Goats. Yeah, so watch that. But so I had, a f- t- I thought I had two phone interviews for this afternoon, right? So oh, the right, first right. one, first one went great. Have Good. an actual in-person interview coming up, finally. Um, and then, like the second one, like they called me yesterday to set up a phone interview for what I thought was today, um, and I remembered them saying Friday, and in my head I thought yesterday was Thursday and today was Friday. And so okay. I was just waiting all, all, like, all from four to about five thirty for them to call me, and I realized, I, I guess it's tomorrow actually. So uh, <laughs> I'll do that tomorrow. But okay, the phone interview went great. I was sitting in the parking lot, Chick Fil A. I got out. I was hyped. I was like, I'm getting a milkshake. Nice, I go in. Dude. I scan in a small milkshake. The manager just gives me a large. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> this is great. Dude, that's amazing. Amazing rebound from yesterday. It is. It, it really, really is. Um, so <laughs> I got to hear about the movie theater. <laughs> okay, wait. Before I tell you about the movie theater, I want to tell you about our days basically switched. No way. You had, you had a day yesterday. Today was better. I had a good day yesterday. Today, <laughs> do you see? I think I made a big mistake at work. Oh, no. I thought you had the day off. <laughs> no, no, no. Not at the theater. This is at just normal work. Oh, okay. I may I may have lost a million dollars. A million dollars? When I say million dollars, I mean a million euros. So it's actually a little bit more than a million dollars. <laughs> oh, but it's not American money, so what do we care? That's a good point. So... <laughs> I'm not going to go into the weeds here, but basically I approve credit for companies yeah, so that they don't have to pay up front for all this product that they're buying. And I reapplied for some credit to try and get a higher limit and they took it all away. (laughs) (laughs) They had a million and then after I applied, they said, you now have zero. (laughs) And so now I'm like, Oh my gosh, what do I do now? <laughs> so, I don't know how that's going to work out. I might just try and sweep it on the rug and try and just like hide a million dollars disappearing. 
I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do, but it's going to be interesting. Wait, how is that? Like, what makes them say, how do you go from a million to zero? I don't know, because I was told when there's no risk in applying for hire. I was told that. I made sure to ask that. And they said, yeah, you, no, you can apply whenever. If you, get de- if you get denied, then you just stay at what you are. I get back today, and I, and I see that it's now zero instead of one million. And I'm just like, what have I done? Well, so if you're I, I told know. that, then there's, there's no way it can be your fault. I know. So I'm basically going through my head the alibi of, <laughs> all right, if I do get approached about this, what am I going to do? <laughs> so we'll see what happens. But it's going to be interesting. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Dude, like, like a low-key, though, that's kind of impressive. Thank you. You lost a million dollars. <laughs> I lost a million dollars. It's the first time for everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a lot of catching up to do. Um, I think give me about another five years at Chick-fil-A, and I might almost be there. <laughs> The real trick was if I could have embezzled this into my own bank account. Yeah, instead of just, like, shredding it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that was today. Okay, but, all right, movie theater. Dude, I don't know what I've signed up for. Oh, no. (laughs) I don't. So I was supposed to have my second shift today. But, you know, I was like, it's March Madness, and it was just a second training shift. There's nothing to train for. So I emailed the guy. I was like, listen. I have a shift Friday and Saturday. Do I have to come in today? And he's like, nah, don't worry about it. I was like, sweet. So anyways, here's what happened. So I show up. I've got this dumb little gray button-down shirt on, black pants that come up way above my ankles. They're not long enough. I've got blue (laughs) socks on and these black $8 shoes I got from Goodwill. So that's what I'm rolling. So I'm already feeling just very uncomfortable. My shirt's too baggy. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Here we go. So I go in, and my manager's just like, all right, yeah, you're going to go train with uh, Henry. That's not a girl. Like, I was like, sweet. No, it was supposed to be Anna. I said, oh, I'm here to train with Anna. And she's like, oh, Anna's not in today. You're going to train with Henry. That's like, a letdown. Yikes. Okay. So they hand me a broom and a dustpan. <laughs> and I go meet Her- uh, Henry. It basically here's the job. You get a sheet of paper that tells you when all the theaters, when all the movies end. So you get an end time. Ten minutes before the end time, you have to show up. You have to open the doors to the theater. You have to, when everyone walks out, you have to sit there, have a nice night, have a good evening, see you guys, to everyone that walks out. Then once everyone's out, you go in with your broom and with the little flicks of your wrist, you just start sweeping up popcorn. And throwing away stuff from the uh, cup holders. That's it. That's the gig. So you get all this stuff. You dump it in the trash. Then you take the trash out back. And you go to the next theater. That's the entire job, dude. So I did so much sweeping. My my like wrist forearms actually sore. Because I think my technique was bad. I had a horrible kink in the right side of my neck from bending over all night sweeping. <laughs> So then, so there's, there's four ushers there that night. Henry, two others, and me. All of a sudden, around 9.30, I got off at 11. Around 9.30, all of a sudden, Henry comes up to me. He's like, yo, dude, I just got cut. You're the last one here. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, wait, this is my training cut. shift. 
I don't know what I'm doing. And he's like, dude, you're going to be fine, man. You're going to be fine. You got this. I was like, all right, I'll see you, Henry. So then I sat there. I had like four, three or four more theaters to do by myself. Two Captain Marvels, two other movies I hadn't heard of. And I'm just sitting there sweeping by myself, picking up. There's beer bottles. There's wine glasses. It's just like, <laughs> what am I signed up for? So the last hour and a half, I was just like, well, I don't know why I'm doing this. This is a nightmare. But it, it is what it is at this point. But the crew I'm with, you've got Henry, you've got Cole, you've got this girl named Kay. They are the biggest group of just – it's exactly what you would expect. This Cole kid has hair down to his shoulders. He's got a British accent. That's He's amazing. cussing every sentence. He's insane. He was showing me videos that Arnav would show me that we're not going to discuss on a PG-13 podcast. Oh, my God. Henry's 16 years old. He just That's got his driver's amazing. license. He's a junior oh in high school. Gosh. We talked about Fortnite, Apex – for hours, we talked about March Madness. He's got some girl that he's got a crush on named Kennedy. I was like, ask her to prom. He's like, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I said, just do it. It doesn't matter. Just do it. So we'll see what he does. It, it, this other girl works at a daycare, and she was just dropping F-bombs every sentence. It is wild, dude. That's it. That's, that's all I have so far. All right. So initial thoughts. Sweeping up popcorn is probably one of the worst jobs ever yeah just dude. ever when i worked at whitewater like every night we have to go out to the main wave pool and just sweep up popcorn and it <laughs> sucks it like doesn't sweep well no it's, it's, yeah it's, it just sticks to everything and i hate yep. it um you have probably like like out of everything you could have been doing at the movie theater that's definitely the worst one <laughs> like, you don't get to work with the popcorn you don't get to work at the counter you're out there sweeping up trash yep yeah, uh, dude. Some of the trash bins stink too because there's like salsa in there, and I'm just like, ugh. Now it's it's not great. Are any of the girls cute? No, no. And here's the other thing: I was there from 6:45 to 11 p.m. on a Tuesday night matinee. It was packed. The theater was packed all night. I didn't see one cute girl. I'm telling you, it's the city I'm in. They don't exist here. Man, that's so sad. Yeah, dude. So sad. Now it, it really is. The silver linings I see. Um, I think giving a short review of just your initial impressions on the last ten minutes of the movie, having seen nothing else, would be kind of cool. Yes. Which um, I have. Which I have for Captain Marvel. Good. Uh, Henry definitely seems like a future to clowns and a goat guest. You take him <laughs> under your wing. We train him up, we send him out for some close encounters, and we just listen back. Dude, Henry's a beast. He looks, he reminds me of me, like, as a 16-year-old. He's, like, really thin, like, 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, he, he's just, I don't know, he's just, like, he's easy to talk to. It was just like, this is great. Like, we talked about video games for, like, two hours. Viva I'm a Henry Pinata. fan. Yeah, dude, Pin- Henry's a beast, dude. And um, so... He was playing this game. I was like, so, Henry, you got any women? He's like, he's like, yeah, I got a woman. I got a woman. I was like, what's her name? He's like, I'm not going to tell you. And I was like, all right, we're going to play games with each other. We're going to play games with each other. Okay. So I changed the subject for like five minutes. I was like, all right, so is she a brunette, a blonde? How, how tall is she? And all this stuff. And he finally broke and said, her name's Kennedy. I was like, all right, I'm going to call her JFK, Miss, Miss Kennedy. 
And uh, so I've got a nickname for her. He's like, perfect. I said, all right, we'll leave it there. I've got a nickname for her. I've got a name. Next time I see you, you can tell me more details. He's like, okay, sounds good. Dude, that's such a 16-year-old answer. I'm not telling you your name. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh, dude, listen to this. So the school they go to, every day for lunch, they get to leave. That's they get, amazing. They get 45 minutes. So he goes to Costco all the time and gets the pizza. Dude, this guy's totally you. Yes. Dude, he told me that. And I was like, dude, what the heck? Dude, I'm telling you, he looks like me too. Like he's got the same build as me, kind of like shaggier hair like I had in high school. Like I'm telling you, I looked at this kid. I was like, this is me six years ago. This is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Dude. You got to convince this guy to move down to Atlanta whenever he graduates and goes to college. Dude, it's a job. Weird, here's the weird thing. He lived in Atlanta. This is in, so weird. Yeah, he lived in Roswell. Dude, the guy is <laughs> beast, man. He really is. He, showed, he told me he went on a date one time. So maybe he's not exactly like me, but he went on a date one time to the movie theater <laughs> Took this girl, because he, he's worked there for two years. He took this girl to the movie theater, showed up in gym shorts to his date. Oh, my gosh. This guy's you. I was like, who is this kid? <laughs> who is this kid? So I'm. So then, it, apparently, his high school is right next to this mustard museum. I don't know if I told you about the mustard museum. Is it what it basically sounds like? Yeah. In downtown Middleton, there's a museum that's a mustard museum. And you walk in, and when my family came up here, we went and saw it. My mom loved it. And you show up, and there's like 200 jars of different flavored mustards. Garlic, blueberry mustard, horseradish mustard, you name it. They've got about 30 or 40 jars just sitting out that you can dip pretzels into for free. So you can just walk around and do that. You You can buy jars of mustard if you want. You can get a pretzel in the back with mustard. But you can go in there for free. So I said, dude, listen, here's what I would do. I would take Kennedy and just go up to her and say, hey, baby, it's Friday. It's lunchtime. Let's go to the Mustard Museum. She's not going to say no. You're going to walk over there. You're going to have a bunch of free mustard. That's going to be your first date. You can tell your kids that story in 30 years' time. He's like, it's not a bad idea. I was like, you're welcome. He's a beast, dude, dude. I love this guy. Yeah. I love this guy. We have to get him on board slowly. Okay. You have to, you're going to have to seduce him. I'm going to drop some Get hints. him on the pop. Yeah. Get him I'm on the podcast. Some now. I'm gonna tell him I, I'm gonna, next time I see him, I'm going to say, hey, I've got a podcast. Yeah, I'll just tell him about it. Drop the seed. <laughs> How much fun is nicknaming girls, by the way? I think it's one of the most fun parts of the process. I think it's great. Um. And so my other observation was, I love how <laughs> you get another job, and the very first thing you do is start naming everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have names that you refer to people as. Yeah. Dude, one of my friends, he's, he's going up to this girl named Audrey. I'm a huge Audrey name fan. Yeah. So he tells me, oh, this girl, Audrey, she's so cute. She's so cute. Blah, 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 blah. I said, listen, let's call her Miss Hepburn from now on. And that's what we've called her for the last week. Mrs. Hepburn. <laughs> That's it's, great. Dude, nicknaming is mandatory. 
It's it just really fun. is. Yeah, it is. It's not serious until you give her a nickname. I like it. Um, That's a good rule of thumb. Yeah. Okay, so how long do you think you're going to stick this out? I'm going to try and stick this out until I make $1,000. Okay. Once I get $1,000, I pay for the cruise, and then I'm out of there. I mean, dude, I have a shift tomorrow from 6.15 until midnight. It's going to be brutal, dude. It's going to be so brutal. How much Saturday, an nine an hour. Okay. So have you calculated how many hours that is? Yeah, it's going to be like 50 bucks-ish before tax. So it'll probably be like 40 bucks. Well, no, I mean, like, how many hours total do you need to work? Oh, oh, to get to 1,000? Yeah. A little more than 100? I could have figured that out myself, probably. <laughs> a little more than 100. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> that was a dumb question. Okay. All right. Well, I'm excited to see where this goes, personally. Um, now, okay, so you said you already had a Captain Marvel review. Yes. So once I got, once everyone got cut and I was the last person there, two of the three theaters that I had to do at the end were Captain Marvel. Okay. And the movie theater was kind of dying down. So I, I stepped in and just stood in the back there with my little uh, broom and dustpan, like an absolute legend. <laughs> and I saw like the part after the credits, you know, that dumb little part that Marvel always puts in there. Yes. Which I, I just also want to just say every time I bash Marvel, I never mention that, but I hate that. It's always like every time you talk about Marvel with someone, it's like, oh, did you see the last part? Or did you? And it's just like, oh, stop it. Stop it. It's so dumb. It's just, oh, it's just so annoying. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so I saw the last part after the credits. Basically, what happens is it's an orange cat. Have you seen Oh, this? yeah, I've seen it. I've seen okay. it. Okay. It's an orange cat that, like, throws up, like, this blue cube. Yeah. The, and the, and the I tesseract. saw this. I just rolled my eyes and started sweeping. I was like, this is okay. dumb. So that's the only thing you saw? That's the only thing I saw. Okay, so rate the movie. I would say, based on that, 3 of 10. Okay. That's the official Two Clowns and a Goat podcast rating for Captain Marvel. Um. <laughs> Because you work in a movie theater, so I don't feel like my opinion can like trump yours. No, You're the no, professional. I am. I'm now professional. I'm a professional movie goer. Uh, you can start calling me Malton on movies if you want. <laughs> uh, or you know, we should start like a Rotten Tomatoes type deal. Ooh, I like that. Uh, it can be a clown or it can be a goat. Ooh, like a... which one's good? I'm not sure yet. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, speaking of movies, did you see the Toy Story 4 trailer? Uh, I gave up YouTube for Lent. Oh, man. So okay. I can't watch it. I, I, I didn't know that came out. I saw the one at the Super Bowl, though. Yeah, so they released an official trailer two days ago. How was it? It was, it was good. It was good. Um, are you going to watch it whenever you uh, – when, when does Lent end? I don't actually know. Easter. Okay, so like, it's like a month, three weeks. Yeah, no, yeah. just go ten. Tell me how how is it? What happens? Uh, so, do you know? Because you saw Toy Story three, right? Yes. Yeah. So, whatever the name that girl is, she makes a new toy from a spork. Uh, she puts like googly eyes on it and those weird like fuzzy pipe things. Um, 
and she makes a spork and the spork doesn't yeah she doesn't, the spork doesn't want to be a toy it wants to be a spork it wants to be used to eat things and so okay. it flies away and Woody and Buzz chase it down and the whole time like the girl is on this road trip just like a vacation or whatever um, and they come to this carnival and then Woody finds Bo Peep and Bo Peep has gone total uh, you know that kid at the end of, or the, have you seen Jurassic Park 3? Um, is that the newest one? No, no, no. That's like the one where the doctor guy goes onto the island to find the kid that got lost. Oh, 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 the old one. Uh, no, I haven't seen Jurassic 3, no. <laughs> that reference is useless then. Um, <laughs> all right, well, so the kid's basically, the big Bo Peep's basically total Rambo. Woody gets trapped in this whole, like, crazy toy thing, and there's all these Chucky dolls trying to come after him, and Bo Peep, like, scares him off. If you have seen Jurassic Park 3 to anyone listening, it's like that scene where that kid throws that tear gas to save the doctor from the raptors. Uh, okay. But yeah, so she's gone, like, she's leading this whole clan at the carnival. She's basically pitching Woody how great it is. Don't come back to the kids. Stay here with me. And it's, like, almost incredibly similar to the plot of Toy Story 3. Um, in the sense of everyone's trying to convince Woody not to stay now, so Woody convincing everyone else not to stay. But uh, it still looks good. Um, and okay. I'm pumped for it. <laughs> Whatever happened to Toy Story 3 being the last one? I don't know. But, like, as long as they can keep, like, as long as they keep the movie, like, centered on, you know, like, the characters, I think it's fine. Uh, although it does seem like they're reusing the same plot a lot of, hey, I don't know if I want to be a kid's toy anymore. Oh, but you gotta go be a kid's toy. That's what we're made for. Yeah. Back and forth again. I'm sure Pixar will nail it. They always do. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, too. They always do. But we'll uh, see. I mean, I would, four movies is a lot for any franchise. Yeah. I honestly wouldn't be surprised to see, like, this be Woody's last one, and he says goodbye to Buzz. And wow. Everyone cries that again. Would, be that would deep. be sad, dude. Yeah, it would be. Um, and then there was – do you remember that movie? It's the next Tarantino movie, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yep, yep. It yep. Came out, the poster came out, dude. Yeah, the poster and the trailer came out also oh, the, the same day. the trailer came out? Yeah, the trailer came out, too. Oh! <laughs> gosh dude I, I've had so many uh, my brother has sent me so many trailers I'm like I can't watch this <laughs> he sent me There's John Wick came out today yeah John, John Wick trailer. came out today uh, Cobra Kai season 2 trailer came out about a I week ago I saw that and I didn't look at it uh, and now you're telling me Toy Story and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yeah Whoa! so because I'm still not entirely sure what the movie's about but like the trailer looks cool you have brad pitt you have leo you have margot robbie i'm all on board margot looks great by she the way. does yeah she, she does looks phenomenal um, i think the, the movie's about some sort of uh murder that happens in 1960s hollywood yeah i, th- I think so i'm not, like i want to sit down and actually like look at it because like i want to know what's like going on but yeah I, the only thing that's like kind of scares me about it is I don't think I really like Quentin Tarantino movies. Um, He's hit or miss. He was, Django was incredible. Yeah, Django was good. I didn't, I think we've talked about how we're both not really huge Pulp Fiction fans, right? Pulp Fiction sucks, yeah. Yeah, that's a controversial take here. Uh, And then, uh, (laughs) whichever, the Hateful Eight wasn't a fan. Never never saw it. Never saw it. Heard it wasn't great. Yeah. So. He did another one that I liked. Uh, hold up, fucking Inglorious Bastards. Oh, was yeah, real, that was, that was good. I forget he does that. I don't know. 
So, but so, I feel like this yeah. one's like it's got too much star power to not be good. It's got to be good, dude. I mean, this is one of the biggest casts in years. Yeah, it is. Um, so that, and then Stranger Things season three trailer released yesterday as well. Um, and you still haven't seen one or two, is that right? I have not, no. Okay, well, it looks to be another great, glorious homage to 80s sci-fi, so. Okay, so you say homage. What do you say? Homage. Are you French? We. Oui. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I can't argue with that. Um... All right, so do you want to do some March Madness talk? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's get into our brackets. I want to I wanna talk about what your picks are, and then I'll explain to you the disaster that's unfolding before me. Because <laughs> right, it's ugly. Okay, so walk me through your mindset. So, <laughs> uh, because I've talked to this about some other people. In picking my bracket, there is literally nothing anyone can say that's going to change my mind about my own picks. Nothing. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, I'll, I'll walk you through <laughs> the Louisville game. So I knew Louisville was going to lose. I just okay. knew. Now, I didn't look at any stats. Because you know how you, like, the app like, puts all these like, really cool stats on if you click on the matchup? Yes. Yeah, so I didn't look at any of those. I just went through and picked. And I knew Louisville was going to lose because they no longer have a good football program. <laughs> they lost Lamar Jackson. They lost the fire of the spirit of the school. And so they were primed for this upset against Minnesota. And it happened. Um, you can't argue with that logic. Yeah, you can't argue with that one. Uh, in general, pretty much every year, Iowa, Iowa State, and uh, Oregon – are upset teams. And so okay. they're always, if they're in a good spot for an upset, they're always going to get, it's always, you just don't even think twice. You just click on them over and over again. Okay. Oklahoma, Ole Miss, Ole Miss has a terrible program right now, just all around. They're not going to win this game. It's easy. Oklahoma pick. Uh, oh. How did you come up with this theory? That's not a theory. It's a fact. Um, how did you discover this fact? It's just, it's just instinct. I mean, I'm not sure like, how to explain it. Um, like if you go and if you point me in the direction of an Oregon-Kansas State, like, all I'm thinking is Kansas State's coming to the end of the Bill Snyder era. You know, they, <laughs> they're going to go, go out. They're not going to win it, but they're going to beat Oregon. Have you seen Oregon's basketball, the stadium? No. Have you ever seen their basketball stadium? Is this one with a cool floor? Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's too flashy. That means they don't care about basketball. They're not going to win. Uh, <laughs> but they're so, going to win one. Yeah, they'll they'll win one. Uh, Tennessee, Tennessee's not winning anything. Everyone that picked Tennessee in this huge pool, I, I don't know what they were thinking. <laughs> T- Tennessee can't win sports program. Like they're just not a good sports program. Doesn't matter how good they were, they're not going to win. Okay. They're gonna go. They're gonna go out before the lead eight. So okay. it's, it's just thinking like that. Like Auburn, Kansas. Kansas is gonna upset Auburn. Kansas sucks at football just so they can be good at basketball. Auburn <laughs> isn't really that great at either, but they pretend to be. So there you go. <laughs> You're an idiot. 
Prove it. Hey, hey, who was in first place for most of the day? You. It was me. <laughs> your, bra- your, your bracket looks good, dude. Your bracket is intact. It looks strong. I, the only pick I don't like is Texas Tech. I don't know why you're rolling Texas, Texas Tech. Texas Tech is an upset team. But they're an upset team that has staying power. So I, 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 this morning, okay, so let's talk about our Final Four, and then we'll talk about the changes we made. Uh, so my Final Four, I have Duke, Texas Tech, Virginia, and North Carolina with Duke over Virginia to win. Okay. I have Duke, Syracuse, Nova, and North Carolina with Syracuse over North Carolina to win. Okay. So as of this morning, I had both Syracuse and uh, Iowa State in my final four. I wow. think I even had Iowa State in the championship game. Oh, my God. And then this morning, I'm sitting there, and I'm just looking at it, and I'm like, this is wrong. <laughs> Iowa State, like I said, is an upset team. But they're not a winning team. They're not going to go all the way. They're not going to actually challenge anybody for a championship. Yeah, I was they're just going to ruin yeah. people's hopes. Yeah. So I cut them out. I think I have them going out in the Sweet 16 now. Yeah, so they're out before the Sweet 16. Okay. Uh, and then I think I just threw North Carolina back in there. And it's, then, a, it's a good it's, pick. It's just, yeah. Yeah. And so I was looking at Syracuse. And I was just like, I'm just not, not big on orange. So – I just cut them out like very early on. So let's hear about yours. So here's what I'm going to say. You know, it's 7.30 Central Standard Time. We're like eight games into this tournament. Okay. And I already know it's over. I mean, I'm looking at scores right now. Florida's up 15 on Nevada. I've got Nevada Elite Eight. Yeah, that's not a good thing. I had Belmont. You don't know why? Why? Nevada's just not a good program. <laughs> it's so simple. <laughs> I'm telling you. Like, it's like so this. simple. I had Belmont Sweet 16. I who's, had, who's Belmont? <laughs> I think they have a horse race once a year. I, I don't really know. <laughs> I had Yale beating LSU. Like, I saw that. That was actually is... a popular upset for some reason. Well, so the reason I picked Yale over LSU is I went on some LSU message boards and all the LSU fans were basically saying, we're a joke. We're not making it out of the first round. Book an upset special. I was like, if the fans are saying that, I'm all in. See, and it didn't happen. Because the, they also lost Will Wade, right? He wasn't coaching. Um, I don't think he will be coaching. I'm uh, not going to lie to you. I've watched one or two college basketball games this year. Oh, so the only reason I know about this at all is because on the college football Reddit, someone put LSU's head coach suspended. And everyone freaked out because we thought it was Coach O. And then you actually click on the tweet, and it's Will Wade, who's the coach for the basketball team. And then everyone was like, uh, this is such a joke. Get this on the other subreddit. And so I knew he was suspended. Um, and LSU thrives when an interim head coach has to come in and coach the team. That's how Coach O got his job. So you I might, saw TC, you might be a genius. <laughs> I saw an interim head LSU coach coming in to take on uh, a team that everyone was calling for an upset. Now they weren't losing that game. They are losing why, to Maryland next week, but they weren't losing that game. Why does everything you're saying to me right now sound like <laughs> it's coming from an Oracle? I mean, dude, 
I lost a million dollars today. I'm going to lose Syracuse here in about an hour. Dude, this is bad. No, so no, Syracuse isn't going out. I hope you're right, dude. Do you like Baylor? They're still wrapped up in this whole sexual assault scandal. They're still trying to recover. You're fine. No worries. Yeah, but, we have them for at least another few days. Yeah, but do you know what I heard this morning after the after the brackets locked? <laughs> What's that? Syracuse's. I think it's their shooting guard, their their senior shooting guard, their leader, was suspended indefinitely last night for drugs. He's not on the team. I didn't hear about this till about 1230. I'd never heard about it until you texted me that in the group. <laughs> I, and- I, uh, uh, <laughs> I heard that and I was just like, it's over. It's over. I should have just gone Duke. <laughs> I would be shocked if they win tonight. I would be shocked if they win tonight. Here's another thing. The only reason I picked Syracuse, I've seen, I think, two games this year. I saw the second half of a Syracuse game in December. And I said, I'm going with them in this tournament. That's when I decided. I can't fault that. I, I mean, I think that's good logic. Uh, Here's another thing. Jim Beheim, their coach, hit and killed a lady in his car a couple months ago. Like, was driving home on the highway and struck a pedestrian and killed her. That's a sign. And you picked them? That's a sign, yes. That's the kind of thing that I would base my decision off of. Head coach (laughs) killed a person. (laughs) They're not going. (laughs) Now... Even even then, though, even with, you know, the murder, <laughs> even with the whole uh, suspension, they're beating Baylor. Don't even worry about it. Dude, let's hope. Here's why I love Syracuse. <laughs> Apart from everything I've told you over the last two minutes, Jim Beheim's son, Buddy Beheim, that's a nice alliterative name, Buddy Beheim. Sounds like it could be a dog in the family. It's not. It's the white three-point specialist who's going to carry me to the championship. Buddy Beheim, coach's son. You can't bet against okay. that, dude. I actually do like that. Redemption, you know, he's got to fight for his dad's name. He's got to fight for the team after the suspect. Like, that's a really good point. Yeah. That's a good point. So I'm going Q's. It, like, at this point, I've just admitted defeat on my bracket. I should have so, consulted with you before I picked. But Syracuse now, could save me. Why did you pick against Duke? Because I wanted to pick Syracuse. Okay. <laughs> that's the uh, only reason. Uh, that's a fair reasoning to me. Um, so the only game I missed so far was uh, Marquette and Murray State. State. And that's – I don't know who those programs are. I can't make a fair judgment. Did you know that Murray State has a point guard named Ja? J-A like, is his first, first name. Ja. Is it he's, French? We. Oui. He's, suppo- he's supposedly going top five in the NBA draft. How is someone whose name is French, <laughs> Ja, not playing for Marquette? That is a good question. I don't know. He should be on Marquette eating baguettes. I agree. Um, but they killed Marquette, dude. If they beat him by like 20. Yeah. Yeah, it was bad. This guy's legit. So, 
I don't feel too bad about it. Like when I come in that situation, there's nothing I can do there. I'm not researching yeah. anything. I, you have to go with your gut instinct. Um, <laughs> so I have never seen like a bracket almost ever where so many people pick the same team to win it all. How many Dukes do we have? We have like 50? It's over 50. I think it's like 51 or 52. Dude, someone uh, picked Marquette to win. They're I know, out. I saw that. Um, so there's like one Michigan State, a few UNCs, a couple of Gonzagas, way too many Tennessees, way too many. Uh, and then a few people picked Kentucky, of which Tori was yeah. one. Um, and I actually I had a conversation think- with Tori earlier. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and apologize on air, Tori. I was a bit short with you. Uh, cause I still, even after all this, I'm going to crash and burn. Everyone's going to crash and burn. Yes. Uh, but I saw an opportunity to rub it in Tori's face and I took it. So I'm sorry for that. Um, but I pointed out something to her that I also want to point out to you. Okay. 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 So I never update my phone. So this has been the first year I can actually use the app to like make my picks and update it and yes. look at everything. And so I've never seen this before, but when you look at the app, what does it say? What do you? Oh, oh, it says TC. It's ESPN TC. <laughs> so I have been given Manifest Destiny to win this year. You're destined, dude. So you're sitting pretty right now. One game wrong, you're in sixth place. Dude, I think you really got something going right now. I might. So everything hinges on Texas Tech. Not going to worry about it. Not worried. Don't worry. You've got, dude, you've got it. So what was your reasoning for Texas Tech, though? Um, give me one second, and I'll tell you. Let's see. Uh, I wish I knew, like, how these are actually divided up so I could stop, like, scrolling through it and just missing the team over and over again. They are. All right, uh, so they play, yeah. uh, they play in Northern Kentucky. Easy. Yes. Uh, then I have them facing off against Arizona State. So if you've ever watched an Arizona State Texas Tech Big Twelve game, you you don't you just go Texas Tech. It's easy. Okay. Uh, from there, they're playing Florida. SEC teams are not winning anything in college basketball besides Kentucky. Okay. Uh, so Florida's out there. Uh, then they go up against Gonzaga. Every year, I'm not joking. Every year I've done this, I always have Gonzaga going far. Yes, you do. And so. This is the pick I changed because I originally had Syracuse and Gonzaga's spot. And then I went back and I was like, because it seems like everyone's like, Gonzaga might be actually good this year. And so they I, say I put this them, every year. Yeah, they say this every year. So I have them going here. And then I'm like, you know what? No, I'm not being fooled again. They're losing to Texas Tech. Uh, and then that puts them up against Duke, just kind of miraculously. And obviously they're not beating Duke. So there you are. Okay. That's. Uh... I guess I'll take it. I mean, <laughs> I can't argue against that. There's no one really down there. I don't think Michigan's that good. I don't. Need, so Michigan, here's my logic for that. Every year, people say, oh, Michigan's going to be good this year. Michigan's really good. Watch out for Michigan. They got a good defense. Jim Harbaugh's going to fix that team. And they get really high ranked. And they always fall flat whenever they have to actually win a game. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not picking that team. No way. It's just a bad cultural influence all over the whole program. Here's what I love about March Madness. I could sit here and talk to people about who they picked, why they picked a certain game, and I will, I will just sit here and just to their face say, you are an absolute moron for picking that. What are you thinking? <laughs> and the whole time, I've watched two games this year. I have no idea what's going on. I still but, haven't watched a full game. 
dude, everyone just sells it like they're geniuses. It's oh, all yeah. part of the fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can literally, I mean, because even the guys that sit down and watch every single game, they get just as many wrong as I do. So, what's the point? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, here's an issue Nevada right now is down 11, eight minutes left. I have them in the Elite Eight. That's not good. I, lo- I love your Seton Hall over Wofford pick. Do you? Because this Thanks. Wofford love fest, <laughs> this Wofford love fest has gotten silly. It is dumb at this point. I don't know anything about it. That was a, this was a 50-50 pick. I saw the logo of the dog and the pirate, and I was just like, you know what? I haven't picked an upset in a while. Let's go Seton Hall. Dude, there are people picking Wofford to win the whole thing. Why? Are they good? This is like the the darling Cinderella pick this year. Interesting. Everyone's going Wofford. Let me see what percentage went Wofford this year. Uh, it is, yeah, just over half, like I said. Dude. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. They have a 77% chance to win this game, too. What's up with that? It's very interesting, dude. There's a kid in our bracket that has Wofford all the way. Oh, wait, really? Yeah, he's in last. (laughs) I don't know who it is. He's in last right now. Wofford wins it. (laughs) Franco Martino. Wofford wins it. He is in the fourth percentile right now. That's impressive. It is. I like the the Virginia pick from your mom. Dude, she went Virginia last year and, uh, you know, lost first round. (laughs) And she said, you know what? Fool me twice, shame on me. And she went with him again. My mom, every year it's the same thing. I'd be like, hey, don't forget to make a bracket. She'd be like, okay, sounds good. And I'll get like eight or nine texts without me responding. Oregon, Wisconsin, who are you going? What do you think I should do? What do you think? And I just don't respond. And then like five minutes later, she'd be like, okay, I'm all submitted. <laughs> I'm like, nice. Dude, I, I love this group so much, though, dude. I mean, $730. This is great. Like, this there's is, so many people in it. I love this. There's so many people in it. We might hit a grand next year. I mean, this is yeah. nuts, dude. This thing just yeah. keeps going. So talk to me about the power struggle between you and Amon. Like, how did it become his thing now? No, so he just he started the group. And then I said, let's keep it 10 bucks. And then it just exploded. Just exploded. So, yeah, he, he just held the money this year. So, okay. It worked out great, dude. Worked out really good. So, I was going to say it's a hostile takeover, but really it's like he took it upon himself to take away responsibility from you. So, it just worked out. Yes, exactly. It worked out great. <laughs> it worked out great. So, um, except for the dumb password. Oh. You know how many people? I probably got 35, 40 people in. And every single one of them was just like, password, communism. And I'm like, and every single person I sent it to, I was like, I didn't make this. <laughs> I just had to throw it out there. I was like, I did not make this password. I was a fan, honestly. <laughs> dude, it was funny. Everyone thought it was hilarious. So, yeah, dude, it, it really came together this year. I think we got, when I woke up this morning, we had 50, like 51, 52 people in. So we ended up getting 20 people in in like four hours this morning. Yeah. I was at work just on my phone, not doing anything. And my boss is sitting right behind me. I'm like, please don't look over here. I'm not working at all. That was mostly me this morning too. I was like looking over just like all the stats and like just, you know, rationalizing all my decisions to myself so I could like practice it for the podcast up yeah. until the game started. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so 
I'm I'm really really nervous though about Syracuse in like an hour or two hours or whatever. <laughs> Another pick I made is a 13 seed UCI to the Sweet 16 simply because Henry told me to. Oh, I was about to see. I saw UCI and I thought that sounded like a UTI, and so I stayed away. <laughs> um, but if you if I had known about Henry and I known he had told you to pick that, I would have picked that too. Dude, Henry speaks. I listen. I think that's a good philosophy for everyone, honestly. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I hope that – gosh, because like, it's going to be so annoying if everyone in the Final Four all has Duke winning. Uh, because like by then, we'll just know who wins based off how many points people can score. Yeah. So I, I really yeah. hope like, – like, I don't want it to happen, obviously, but I think it would be cool if we had a diverse Final Four. You know, uh, I, I like it when it gets close. Like last year, I think it was close like up until the last Final Four game. And then I, I don't even remember who won, but I knew I was Last year it, it came down to Fields and Chirag. That's right. Chirag had Michigan. Fields had Nova. Basically, the winner of the championship game won the money. And Nova won, so Fields got all the money. <laughs> and now this year, Chirag's not even in. He didn't even join. What? I texted him. Dude. I, I texted him, and then I reminded him. I said, hey, brackets closed 24 hours. Don't forget. And then I got a text to t- today at like 2. Shoot. Forgot to Venmo. I was like, she. <laughs> he, I followed him on Twitter under our two clowns and goat account, and he did not follow back. Uh, we got to get so, this guy in shape. What's going on here? I don't know. I don't know. He leaves us, and then all of a sudden, he's he's beyond. He's better. What a clown. Huh. I don't like it. <laughs> okay, so we'll see how this bracket turns out. Anything else here before we move on to fantasy? Uh, I think I'm good. Okay, sweet. All right. So I believe the idea this week was we're just going to dabble in a little bit of fantasy because we've got the itch. Yes. And we're just going to give three sleepers, three busts, correct? Yeah, so just a little disclaimer. Uh, like, I feel like this can't be held against us for next year. I agree, because we don't okay. have the draft yet. We don't have the draft yet. This is simply just, I was looking at all my dynasty players, I was picking the keepers, and now I'm excited for fantasy football, but it's too far away. So this is going to be a way too early. Three sleepers, three busts. It means okay. absolutely nothing. Perfect. Perfect. All right, start us off. Okay. Um, so I'll start with the sleepers. And then, no, 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 I'll start with the bust. We'll go bad news, good news. Okay. Uh, so my first bust is going to be Christian McCaffrey. What is going on <laughs> with you and your McCaffrey roller coaster? So, yeah, you sound like me. Uh, so I think, because I, I don't remember what I said last year, but I think I mentioned it at some point. I don't think McCaffrey is a good fit for this offense long term. And like they're, they're a power run team. The Panthers are just a power run team and he's not a power runner. So they got him the ball so much last year. There's no way that's happening again this year. Like there's no way it happens two years in a row where a player touches the ball and is on, because he was on the field. I think it ended up like 99.7% of their snaps for the entire season. He can't do that two years. No one can do that two years. No. Yeah. 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 So, uh, Bust is probably a harsh term. He's definitely not having as good a season as last year. I'm calling him a bust because I do think they go and grab a power runner in the draft. Okay. And I think okay. they try to split the carries more. And I think with Cam's shoulder, they relied more on McCaffrey last year than they will this year if Cam's actually healthy. Okay. So I just see him not getting phased out, but 
just kind of going back to maybe average. Okay. I would totally agree with you. I've the thing with McCaffrey is I've been so up and down on him. When he came out of the draft. Oh, I remember. When, when he was at the combine, I remember just like drooling, like this guy's filthy. Blah blah blah. I I remember working at Wells Fargo and going to the bathroom and I had to poop. And I pulled out my phone and I think you sent me a text of McCaffrey in training camp putting a juke on a linebacker out of the I think out of the I think backfield. I remember that. I think I remember and that. I, I sat there and I was just like Wow. Dude. Wow. And then my poop came out. But <laughs> but anyways. But anyways. And then I went from that to he's just he I don't know. The first year I saw him I was like he just when he ran between the tackles, it just wasn't great. Like he just it, got bottled up. It wasn't. And it was because because this is my argument last year, they didn't use him right. They tried to just yeah. like, all right, we'll just throw this guy in the power run scheme and see how he does, and he can't do that. Because he can't yeah. built for it. Okay. Well, I like this. I like this a lot. Yeah. And I, I think the Panthers are going to take a step back offensively, too. I do, too. It's going to be, like, if Cam is not healthy, that team is not. They're going to go right back to the number one pick, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Okay. All right. My first bust is Antonio Brown. Ooh, interesting. By so, I guess way, this kind of takes our trade yeah, off the table. By the way, I'm not taking it. <laughs> I, if I'm, you, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to dish him hard, I um, just look at Derek Carr. I look at Derek Carr, and he cannot push the ball down the field. He doesn't have the accuracy. If he's not hitting an underneath throw, he's not hitting anyone at all. Now, I do think A.B. will be dangerous underneath, but yeah. this isn't a PPR. It's, it's not a PPR. PPR. It's half PPR. That's a good point. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, so... See, initially, I agreed with you. All right, so now I'm, I'm pretty much just like whatever about it. If I can sell him for a first-round pick, I'll probably try to. Um, so little trade announcement. Um, I traded Arnov, James Conner for Amari Cooper. Uh, wow. Which is about to lead me into my second bust. But So my thought process is uh, I just don't think Carr can push the ball down the field. But Carr's not the long-term answer quarterback for them. And he yeah, probably yeah, he's not he's not. It, it's more than likely he might not even start the full year. So, I think AB is going to become the primary focal point of that offense, and that means a lot of targets. That means a lot of catches because he's got, he's a guy like he gets open in short area very easily. He's such a good route runner. Yeah, he does. Uh, so I'm not too worried about that. Um, but now, so if I do keep him half PPR, I have AB, DeAndre Hopkins, and Amari Cooper. That's pretty filthy. It's pretty filthy. So. Uh, leads me to our second bust, which is James Conner. Um, this wow. is just something I've done absolutely no research about. Um, but going towards the end of last year, I don't know what it was. I just was watching him play, and I just wasn't as much of a fan anymore. And he was on my team, he was doing okay, and then I was just like, I just don't like this guy. So okay. I think he was someone that also had – a bit of an unprecedented level of success, kind of similar to McCaffrey, something that he's not going to be able to repeat. Uh, he had an explosion year last year. Teams come in, they're ready for him this year. AB's gone to take away some of the pressure. Juju's still there, but it's yeah. not the same. It's just not going to be the same. No, I like that. I like that a lot. Who's your other running back? They've got uh, – I have Damian Williams. Samuels. Oh, they got Damian now? Oh, wait, sorry. Who are you talking about? 
Sorry, the Steelers. The Steelers. The Steelers. Um, Ryan they have Jalen. Snow. Yeah, Jalen Samuels. Sorry. Jalen Samuels, who's Ryan's also Twister. a tight end. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, well, they're going to have to draft a running back. I think if, uh, depending on how high they draft a running back, Connor's going to get a lot of touches. But I agree with you. He's not some explosive, dynamic guy. He's, he's not. Be a week in, week out, game changer. No, but I, he he did like some of his runs were pretty good. He he fights hard, but yeah. I just I, I just and I don't know what it is. It's not fair. All, right. All right, I like it. Okay, my second one is Lamar Jackson. Ooh, okay. I think the Ravens offensively this year are going to be an absolute disaster. Mark Ingram, I, I was, I, I let me just say Lamar Jackson slash Mark Ingram. Oh, okay. Just the, I'm just going to bail on the whole offense. They don't oh, – I just – they don't have anything. They don't have anything. I think Ingram's old. I think defenses are going to figure out how to stop this Lamar Jackson silliness with the running and stuff. It's just dumb. It, it's just not going to work. It reminds me of the Wildcat back in 07, 08. It worked in the back half of one year. You're going to come in next year. Defensive coordinator is going to figure out how to stop Lamar. Yeah, and if if you make them throw, the whole offense is going to come to a standstill. Yeah, They're, these teams are going to play run so hard. Ingram's not going to have any room. Lamar's not going to have any room. They're going to have to throw it, and he can't. I'm bailing hard on the entire Ravens offense. Who were the wide receivers, by the way? I could not tell you. I don't know. I, still I don't, know don't know who they are. Like every time I think of a Ravens wide receiver, I'm like, well, Anquan's not there. I don't think Mike Wallace is there anymore. I, I, yeah, I don't think so. I think they – do they still have uh, Perryman? For some, reason, Perryman? I think he, for some reason, I don't think they do. I think he went somewhere else. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't either. I, it's just mm, – I'm, I'm out on the Ravens this year. I really am. I don't think they're good. Okay. Um, I can't – so if he does – just some development at quarterback, I think they'll be okay. I don't think they'll be great. I don't think they're going back to the playoffs, regardless of how well he does. But yeah, if he doesn't, if he just comes out the same as last year, yeah, they're not going to do anything offensively. Yeah. So, conditional agreement. I say beware. Um, Hardcore beware. beware. Yeah. Um, okay. So, I don't know. Just a good point about it. It's weird to think Abram's like almost 11 years in the league at this point. Dude, he's old. He is old. I, like I, it's just so weird to me to think about. Like I still remember seeing him Heisman Trophy winner. Yep. Uh, gosh. Time flies, um, dude. So, last bust, um, Dante Pettis. Wow. This is a guy everyone is calling as a sleeper. I'm yeah. going in the opposite direction. He's a bust. Why? Why? This is his third year in the league, right? Second. Second year. It's his second year in the league? Yeah. Like, I'm watching – I just remember watching Jimmy G throw the ball. Yeah. He's a distributor. He's not targeting any one guy. He's throwing it to everybody open. He was the perfect Shanahan quarterback. He didn't force it. He just got the open guy. Pettis is not the type of guy that's going to be open every play. He's not going to be the Julio, we're going to get the ball to this guy because he's our best player. Yeah. He's going to be a t- conditional target. I-, I think people are calling him a sleeper because it's Shanahan's offense, and so he could have a good year. Yeah. But I-, I-, I don't see it. I don't see. You like, don't like he- his blue hair? That's, 
you know, I mean, it works for Ninja. Not <laughs> it does work for Ninja. Look, so I drafted Pettis last year in the draft. And I cut him after like three weeks because Jimmy G got hurt and he was doing nothing. Yep. Don't bail on him yet. He's still a good route runner. I think out of the slot, he's going to be dirty. Watch out for him, dude. Don't bail on him. I'm not feeling it. See, they still don't have a number one wide receiver. Like, even they don't now. Yet. Yet. They have, yet. they have their slot guy. They have Goodwin as a deep threat. They don't have a number one guy. Yeah. So, ah. here's, here's the one thing that I do think you are right about. Well, I guess, I don't know. Jimmy G, I don't think is actually that good. His throws are flutters. They're they're knuckleballs. I think I think if you're right about this, it's because Jimmy G is just not that good. I think Pettis is that good though. Like he could he could deliver. Does that make okay. sense? Okay. Uh, my last boss is Randall Cobb. <laughs> He's going to get a lot of attention in the Cowboys media. Big name. He's still only like 28. Uh, he, but he just, he doesn't get any separation. Dak is not going to be the kind of quarterback you want as like uh, Amari Cooper had a good, a good back half of the season, but he's an athlete. He's a talent. He gets open. Cobb doesn't get open. So Dak's going to have to force things into him. And I don't think he can. I, I think you want to stay away with him. That's stay a good away take. from him in fantasy. I, I agree with that. I don't, cause like. The Cowboys are so like the people they sign: Alan Hearns, Randall Cobb. It's like yeah. they put money in these people that just aren't good. Yeah, uh, dude, and it, they, just, <laughs> it doesn't seem right. Letting I know Cole Beasley wanted a lot of money, but like he's a way better slot receiver than Randall Cobb. Oh, was. Cole Beasley's way better than Cobb, and yeah. he didn't even have that great of a year last year. Yeah, fantasy and wise, a lot of that is just Dak. But yeah, um, so stay away. Okay, all right, I'm a fan. Uh, <laughs> So, sleeper pick. Um, see, for me, these probably won't even change by the time we do get around to the season, barring any injuries. Uh, so, I'm trusting you with this confidential information. So, just keep it yourself. Yeah, I'm going to the vault. <laughs> uh, Robert Foster. You wow. heard the name? Yes, I have. Okay. So, every year since his freshman year as a five-star wide receiver at Alabama, we've been waiting on him to do something. And he sat behind Amari Cooper. Then he actually got into the offense his senior year with uh, Jake Coker. And the very first game, he tears something in his shoulder and doesn't play all year. And Ridley explodes. So he comes out, undrafted free agent to the Bills. What a guy. He's so fast. He is. And with Josh Allen's arm, he's finally showing some of the talent that he never used. So I think with uh, you know, Zay Jones on one side, Foster is a deep threat. He could have something. That's a really good pick, dude. That's a really good pick. I mean, if I put away your Bama fandom and your Josh Allen fandom, that's a good pick, dude. Through the last four games of the season where he actually started to like, explode a little yeah. bit, 25 targets in four games. Yeah. He had a great last quarter. Yeah. So – very interesting. I like that pick a lot there, Thank Mr. You. Oracle. <laughs> That's good. Okay. Uh, my first one's going to be Antonio Callaway. Oh, I like it. 
he's basically gone from the second to the third best wide receiver on that team. He has Jets. He's not going to have any coverage on him. He had a good season with the second best corner on him last year. Now he gets the third best guy. Baker has another year in him with more experience. I think Callaway has a big year. Yeah. Big I, year. I do too. Uh, especially with, you know, Odell now in that offense taking away all the attention. Yeah. Like, what yep. are they going to do with that? That's almost impossible to stop. Yeah. Uh, You're going to have the best guy on Odell. You're going to have Jarvis in the slot. You're going to have Callaway on some bum out there just yeah. streaking down the field. Yeah. He's um, going to be good, dude. Yeah. That's a good pick. So, my second one, um, Deion Kane. Okay. So this was the guy that absolutely tore Alabama to shreds during the championship game against Clemson with Watson's last hurrah. Okay. Goes out, tears his ACL, doesn't play, but the Colts need a number one guy. The Colts have absolutely nobody on that offense that could go up and get the ball. Even like that's not even T.Y. Hilton's specialty is just winning jump balls. So right, right, I think right, right, right. If Deion Kane's healthy, he might actually you know come out and be a contributing part of that offense for Andrew Luck. Who is the other wide receiver there? I can't remember his name. It's they T.Y. Have, and... It's T.Y. And there's this one guy. I can't remember his name, but Andrew Luck targets him so much and it just bounces off his chest. He tries to just, just body catch it every time. It just bounces off. Um, I got to look it up. got to look it up. I don't know how I don't know this. Uh, but That's so, a good pick, though. Yeah, they honestly still might even take someone in the draft to kind of shore that up. Um, you see but, they signed Justin Houston today? Yeah, it's like two years, $24 million. Uh, that's, Devin Funches. They signed Devin Funches, didn't Funchess, they? Funches, Funches. Okay, okay, okay. I'm thinking of Chester Oh, Rogers. Inman. Dontrell Inman. Inman. I'm not an Inman fan. <laughs> I'm not either. I'm yeah, out Ch- on Inman. Chester Rogers and Zach Pascal were guys that got targets so many times last year because everyone else, like, they didn't have anybody. And they suck. So okay, okay, all right, nice dude. I like it. Okay, uh, blah 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 blah. All right, second one for me, Devonte Parker. Give me Devonte Parker. Sell. I'm pulling the little sell handle right now. No, 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 no. I've always, away. I've always been out on Devonte Parker. They've got magic there now. That's all that matters. Ah, get me out of here. There Why? Devontae Parker has been that guy that this is his year every year. Yeah, but he's never had a quarterback. He's always had stupid Tanny. You know who else really never had a quarterback? I mean, Josh Gordon, he really never had a quarterback. He had a couple of good years. Odell has been dealing with it. Josh Gordon had a couple good games. If you really look at his career, he's had like four good games games and people think he's amazing i feel like that's more than Devonte parker's ever had that's true but Tannehill was a wide receiver he's a disaster now you got magic there it's time for Devonte parker to show up <sighs> injury prone i don't he think is. Uh, he is he is he is uh you can have that one i am staying very far away i'm big not a Dolphins mistake fan. big mistake <laughs> Um, okay, so here's my last one. <laughs> this guy's been a sleeper for me for the past three years. D.D. Uh, D. Westbrook. Wow. Uh, 
I was on record with Arnav last year saying DD would finish with most fancy points of any Jags wide receiver. He did. People fell in love with Kiki after a couple of good games, but Kiki's not, he's not that, he's not all that. DD okay. gets open. He's got good speed, good hands, and he's another guy that had a very, very strong last quarter of the season. This is actually the only one that was able to get over 10 points fantasy-wise for the Jags for forever. Uh, so he has Nick Foles. I mean, it's got to be now, right? It, it, I, I do like the Foles signing. I don't think he's going to be as magical down in Jacksonville. I don't think they're going to have some dynamic offense. I don't think so. Yeah, I agree. But he's a step up from Blake. And DD, from what I've seen, is very solid. Yeah. So that's a good pick. That's a really good pick. We'll see what Foles can do down there. I don't know. The Jags, to me, just seem irrelevant again. I agree with that. Like, they had a year. They had a year. It felt like maybe they were about to flip the script. And now it's just like... Uh, they're just back to being the Jags. Yep. I don't know. Like, they have good talent on the roster. They have to fix their offense. Like, I don't know. Because they're, they're a power run offense, which is fine. But they yeah. do it so poorly. Like, <laughs> and maybe part of that is, you know, they just need an upgraded quarterback. Because I think they do have talented wide receivers. Um, I, yeah, they do. So uh, They have the weird. running back. Yeah. So I, how's their own line? I guess it's atrocious. I, I just don't know anything about the and they lost. They lost Cam, Cam Robinson, the starting left tackle. Yeah. And then the guy that filled him was actually pretty okay. Uh, and I think he actually got injured too halfway through the season. Okay, so okay. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, it's not terrible, but. All right. I like that pick. I like that pick. All yeah. right, my last one, and this is my favorite one. If I was drafting right now, I would take him pretty high. Okay. Tevin Coleman, five million a year in the Shanty offense. <laughs> wait, again. wait, 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 wait! Seriously? Oh yeah, dude. We had this whole come to Arnov moment where we were like, "You're right, Tevin's not that great. He's actually pretty bad." No, I didn't. I didn't agree with this. What? If I was, you didn't agree with this. If I was, oh man, I was being sarcastic. Dude, I'll tell you right now, as someone who has now owned Tevin Coleman in fantasy and watched him play, it kind of sucks. <laughs> Arnov always tells me his vision is horrible. It is. I always thought he was better than Devontae Freeman. He's not. <laughs> the dude, dude can't break any tackles. The dude can't make a cut into the hole. The guy doesn't have enough speed to just make up for it all. He, yeah, yes, he, he's very fast. Every time I see him, he's a one-cut slasher. And he's back in that running scheme out there with Shanny. How are you saying? But he's also sharing that backfield with three other backs that are at least just as good of them, but I think honestly better. Who? Mostert? Mostert, Mostert was good. I'd I rather just... have ketchup. Oh, my. <laughs> Those three games where Mostert had to take over the backfield when Matt Breda went down, he was, I thought he might actually take over the whole team. He was that good. And then he breaks his arm and he's out for the season. Uh, let me <laughs> – let's see. So Tevin Coleman – Scored over 15 points, one, two, three, four times. He was always the second featured back. Not this past year when Devontae Freeman never played. Ito. Ito didn't even come over. into the picture until like close to the bye. And even then, Ito didn't do anything they either. Had Sark. Their offense was in shambles. 
Oh, my. They had, Falcons had top five offense. <laughs> they had a top five passing game. Their running game was awful. Yeah, it is. And you want to know why? Because they had a sucky running back. <laughs> yeah, no. The running game starts with a line. Uh, this is – all right. Gosh, I can't believe Te- I gave you immunity on this pick. This is a bad pick. Tevin is going to be amazing out there. You just watch. Just Jarek, watch. Jarek McKinnon can do everything Tevin can do way better. No, dude, Jarek McKinnon isn't good. This is what you this is what you have to learn. Pick up McKinnon on your fantasy team and watch him. He's not good. He's been overhyped his whole career. This is Tevin Coleman. <laughs> McKinnon Te- sat McKinnon sat behind Adrian Peterson and everyone was like, "All right, he's going to be good once AP takes over." And then he didn't do it. That's Tevin Coleman exactly. Dude, Tevin never got really a full chance. He was the starting running back for a full season. Yeah, but the Falcons were a disgrace this year. You can't make that argument. He literally had, like, two good games where he went over 30 points, and they're in Falcons blowouts against, like, the Redskins and I don't even know, the Cardinals, someone else. God, Doesn't he's matter. sick, dude. He's so good. <laughs> Here's all I know. I love his running style. He reminds me of Aaron Jones. Just not as quick. Or as strong or as <laughs> smart. Dude, Tevin is legit. Okay. I thought it was the, one of the best signings of free agency. He's going to own see. that backfield. No, no, He's no, no, taking no. over that I backfield, see. dude. This is your plant. Dude, props. What are you doing? You're throwing this pick out there for everyone in our league that's going to listen to the podcast and wants to snatch your sleepers. I am not going full inception here. I'm not playing some crazy game of chess. I see through this, all right? You can't fool me. You don't see through anything. Listen, you don't have to admit it. Bravo. You had me for a little bit, but we're going to move on. <laughs> um, what? Oh, man. I can't wait to take this guy in the first round this year. <laughs> Oh, I'm telling you, he will be wide open. That, that, like, I look at my team, I'm like, who am I not keeping? Tevin Coleman, Matthew Stafford. Easiest two picks of my life. Let um, me ask you a question. What's it going to take for first overall? Dude, I don't know. It's hard, so hard for me to judge it until after the draft happens. Um, okay. But, I mean, my team I, doesn't. I know who you're going first overall. Yeah, I want to go Josh Jacobs. I've said that to so yeah. many people. But I kind of want Josh Jacobs. Ah, interesting. Okay. Well, see, it depends on where he goes. Like, because the teams that make sense for him in the first round, because I think he's going to fall farther than, like, I think he's going to be one of the most talented players in this draft, but he's going to fall down just because there's no running back. I see um, Raiders and Eagles in almost every mock. I see Raiders, Eagles, and Ravens. And it didn't okay. hit me until now that, well, I guess the Ravens do need to draft a running back that, isn't in the league for more than 10 years like Ingram was. Yeah. Um, so if he gets caught in a timeshare, I'm going to be super pissed. <laughs> like, because he could dominate a backfield. I, I hope he doesn't go to the Ravens. I want to see how good he's going to be. Yeah, I do too. So I want to see him go to the Raiders. They have those three picks. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll be in talks. Um, I'm not going to make any decisions until after the draft though. Also, I, I just want to say this. Every one of my players are on the table. No one's off the table. Same. Gurley, <laughs> Mahomes, Juju, anyone you talk about. Okay, so speaking of, like, how concerned are you about Gurley right now? I'm not concerned at all. Okay. I'm not either. 
but like long term this arthritis stuff kind of sucks for him like I, I hate that like i hate having the players so good can't play yeah i'm not worried though i think it'll be fine yeah am i stupid for keeping two tight ends yes did you say yes yes yes, yes. okay so like I, I didn't talk about the same one i don't know who i'm supposed to pick on my team everyone sucks <laughs> Who was the last person that you didn't keep? Um, so I think it's dumb to keep defensive players in general. I think it's so easy to find a linebacker or a safety to pick up week to week that you shouldn't keep it. Okay. And the only reason I kept Mac is because Mac is like that player that you just you don't find. You yeah, Mac is Mac's special, dude. Yeah. So I had uh, Allen Robinson, Elijah McGuire, who's useless now that Le'Veon Bell's on the team. Alshon Jeffrey, Cortland Sutton, Doug Martin, then Josh Jackson, and then Kenneth Dixon. Yeah, you got nothing there. I got nothing. So I keep the two top tight ends in fantasy, or I pick a couple of wide receiver threes. I guess guess it's the right move to make. It's just not a great move to have to make. Yeah, but my team sucked. I mean, I'm not going to cut good players just because they're both tight ends. So I what's know. your what's your strategy going to be here this upcoming year? Um, I need to talk to Fields. I'm still going to see if I can get Derrick Henry from him. I don't think he listens to this podcast, right? No, no, I don't. Yeah, think he does. no, yeah. So I want to get Derrick Henry. I'm going to try to see if I can throw that second first round pick at him. See what sticks. Um, he lost a tight end, so maybe I can throw one at him. We'll see. Uh, okay. But okay. I need I need wide receiver help. How are you trying to build your team? Help. How are you trying to build your team? Um, can, I, can I help? Can I help you? <laughs> can you help me? Are you actually trying to help me? Yes, I am. Okay. So obviously um, I don't think Deontay Foreman's a good running back. I'm sorry. I don't think Devontae Freeman's a good running back. Yes. Uh, but I have to keep him. Yes. Melvin's good. Melvin's got some of the same kind of injury concerns as Gurley. He just yeah. gets that weird knee stuff and then he can't play. Uh, so I need running back which is why Josh Jacobs is kind of what I want to go for. Um, but then I also have Ridley and DJ Moore, who are just two hopefully breakout players next year. I think DJ Moore is going to be good. I really, really hope so. I've got very high hopes. If Cam can stay healthy, he's going to be dirty. He's got the talent. It all comes down yeah. to Cam. Yeah, and, and then it also sucks because Breeze could literally retire next year, and then I'm in the first round. I still need all these players, and now I have to take a quarterback too. I would try and trade Breeze. He's he's regressing hard. I know, I know. So I, it's tough. I, the good thing is they're going to be like I'm going to have to take a quarterback. I think a little bit earlier than I did last year. Um, I need to try to snag like, gosh, on, like anybody. Honestly, I'm hoping Jimmy G's on the board because he's going to throw touchdowns in Shanahan's offense. I just need to get him. Yeah. Uh, huh. It's going to be interesting, dude. This offseason, I've started mulling big, big moves. Really? Yeah. So on Sunday, I'm going to get together the draft order. Okay. And so then we can actually like start looking at where we're going to move to things that are up for grabs. Because I'm going to have some, uh, I'm going to have some offers for people. Some okay. Some moves that I want to make. I am always uh, open to trades. Always open. I, I really, uh, I really would love one of your first rounders. Okay. 
See, let's go, we'll, we'll just have to talk about it. I'm very, very skittish right now. Like, I sucked my, my whole team. I, I made bad managerial decisions last year in the draft and in trades. Not even in trades. I'm still fine with my McCaffrey trade. I think it's going to work out. But, see, I just I tanked so I could get first-round pick. So I could put myself in this position to make deals. You're in a good spot, dude. I don't think I, I, don't think I have a first or a second. If I remember correctly, yeah, I can't even remember who you traded for. Like I, I, I traded up for Juju. That's right. That's right. I don't remember what the, the other one was though. Like I mortgaged the future and it, it paid off, but now I've got now I've got some stuff to fix up. Yeah. See, the thing is though, like especially with a team like yours, you have a good enough core that if you can just hit on a couple players, you'll be fine. I really don't have a core. What do you think about my Darius Leonard keep? That was the toughest decision for me. I think it's fine. I mean, because, like, you look at how many points defensive players get you, it's insane. Like, I mean, I kept Khalil Mack. Jamal Adams had almost 50 more points than Khalil Mack did. Now, granted, Mack did get injured and didn't play a whole lot. But, yeah, like, I mean, Jamal Adams almost outscored everyone on my offense besides a few players. So, like, it's worth it, I think, to keep them because you're just trying to get points in fantasy. And if they get you points, then what's the point in cutting them? Yeah. Also, Jeffrey's trying to bail on Lamar. He's trying to trade him away. He's also trying to get rid of Antonio. Interesting. He's, yeah, so he's uh, just, you know, keep that in mind. He's, he's trying to make moves if you want yeah. to make a move. See, but it pisses me off because he's going to, like, sell high. He's going to sell so high on him. I don't want to buy high on Antonio. Yeah, no like, way. Like, at most, he's worth the first-round pick. That's all I'm going to give for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that's all I had. Did you see where Robert Kraft was trying to block yeah. the sex tape from getting released? Yeah, what the heck? Dude, this guy's not going to see jail time. He's going to walk the streets. It's insane. Dude, I cannot wait for the day when TMZ just like, Robert Kraft sex tape here. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, uh, I don't know if I told you this, but the flag football team I'm joining with the Irish boys, they want to name it Asian Orchid Day Spa. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. That's but awesome. Dude, yeah, it's just uh, he's gonna get off. He's gonna get off. But I, I'm having he did. this. I'm having this vision of if he does. Wait, what do you mean he did? <laughs> it was a sex joke. <laughs> <laughs> You're a genius. <laughs> I'm having this vision. Of Robert Kraft getting put in the clinker for like six months. He's oh, in there. So amazing. Boston fans are just just fuming with anger. Dave Portnoy gets himself thrown in jail to become Portnoy. Robert Kraft's body, bodyguard. <laughs> yes. Portnoy's going nuts. And the Patriots, they sneak in the playoffs at 10 and 6, 11 and 5. They end up hosting a playoff game in the divisional round. And that's the week that Kraft gets out of jail. And I just, I just have this image of Kraft leading the charge out of the tunnel and Gillette just losing their minds. It's nuts, dude. I can just see it happening. You want to pick one storyline that would stop the Jets? It's Robert Kraft getting out of jail to come and save his team. <laughs> that right there. And I, I could not root for that storyline. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. That would not be good for you guys. No, it would not. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, well, okay. that's all I had. Do you want to get into our mountain? Let's do 
our mountain. <laughs> okay. So, this is our Mount Tai. I don't think we've done Mount Tai yet. If we have, I wouldn't remember it anyway. It's 5,029 feet tall, just under a mile in the sky. I don't know. You know what? We haven't done that one. Good. Good. <laughs> so, so, this is our Mount Tai of famous movie characters that you would want to wingman for you. TC, start us off. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, my number one is Uncle Wayne from Ghost of Girlfriend's Past. <laughs> Uncle Wayne takes nerdy, emotional, young boy Matthew McConaughey and turns him into a total wizard. <laughs> this guy is the best part of the entire first 45 minutes of the movie and is completely thrown away during the last arc where he comes to himself and realizes love is all about love and stuff. Yes. Which, I don't know. Maybe it is. But he's still an amazing wingman. That is undeniable. Dude, I knew you were going to pick this movie. I thought you were going to go with McConaughey from this movie. I considered McConaughey from this movie, but I knew this movie was going to be on your list. Uh, yeah. Like, he, Michael Douglas plays that character so well. I, I, every time I watch that movie, I'm just blown away by I just love this guy. I love this guy. He's great. <laughs> Dude, I haven't seen that movie since freshman year of college. When you told me to watch it, I have got to watch it again. It's it's a classic, dude. It's definitely a classic. It's definitely a good Christmas movie. When everyone wants to watch a Christmas movie, you're like, oh yeah, let's watch uh, <laughs> Ghost of the Past. Anyone thinks you said Christmas Past, then you just throw that in there. <laughs> okay, first one on my list. I'm gonna start things off very obvious, just to get it out of the way. I'm going with Hitch. Yep. Yeah. Gotta go. You gotta with go with Hitch. Hitch. He. If you're in a bar, if you're in a library, if you're in a coffee shop, and you see a girl that you think is cute. He's going to know exactly what to say. Yes. He's going to yes. know exactly what to say to get you to go over there. He's going to get you – he's going to tell you exactly what you should say. He would be, I think, the best if, if I had to think. Because he's not only successful in it, but he's, he's also persuasive. And he did yeah. it for Kevin James. Yeah. When you think of, like, just characters in movies that, like, teach you about, like, dating, it's – to me, it's Hitch and it's Uncle Wayne. And one, it's Uncle one, Wayne. A, one A and one B. Like you just watch their opening, like before they start like actually humanizing the characters. Yes. And you're just like, this is just pure gold. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so great pick. Um, my second pick is. Oh, sorry, I had the name written down. Uh, Jacob Palmer from Crazy Stupid Love. It's Ryan Gosling's character. He, he teaches Steve Carell how to be a total man. Oh, that's a you know? great pick, dude. He is broken. He is, you know, old, washed up, and he turns his life completely around. He's pulling women every which way, and it's all because Ryan Gosling is just giving him the confidence he needs. And sometimes that's all you need. You just need the confidence. You don't even know what to say. You just have to give someone to give you that push. That's and so he's not up pick, there. Dude. He's not up there with Hitch. He's not there with Uncle Wayne. But, you know, he's the emotional support you need. Gosh, that's good. Dude. I can't believe you didn't <laughs> think about that one. Dang it. Dang it, dude. Okay. What do you I, got? I also have Ryan Gosling on my list, but from a different movie. 
Okay. I went with Ryan Gosling from The Notebook. Oh, that's good too. Just because I think that if you saw a girl that you really liked and wanted to go long term with, he yeah. would be able to give you just the little sentimental little things that you could do. He could go up there and he could win the girl over for you at first. He's just so oh, he's just he just knows how to be a romantic. Yep. And yep. you need that. You need someone who just gets it and he just gets it. Yeah. So I would I would go with him from that movie. Uh that's a great pick. Like, oh man. Like his character in almost any movie, you're just like the only worry is if I pick him in a movie where he's not specifically playing like that sort of mentor teacher role, he's going to steal the girl from me, yes. which is just going to like completely undermine everything. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> um, so I went with, for my third pick, um, Ryan Reynolds from Just Friends. Uh, I don't think I've seen that. You haven't seen this one? No. <laughs> This one's another one of those trashy ones that just has a few moments. So you're like, all right, that was pretty cool. Uh, so Ryan Reynolds is in love with this girl from back home. She kind of spurns him. He was this loser kid. Then he grows up and he's, he's just a class act. You know, he knows how to get women. He yes. knows what to do with them. All this stuff. He's dating, sort of dating this kind of crazy singer, supermodel. I haven't seen it in a few years. It's really, really not that great of a movie. Yeah. But he's, he's just the classic I know what to do guy. <laughs> and he's totally in love with the girl back home. So he's not going to steal my girl, but he's going to help. <laughs> what is this movie called? Just friends. Just friends. It came out in like 2004. Who's in this? Um, Ryan Reynolds. It's got Anna Ferris. I think she's the crazy Interesting. girl. Interesting. Um, okay. And then also has Ryan Reynolds in a fat suit playing young Ryan Reynolds, which is just great to watch. Interesting. This is going on my watch list right now. <laughs> okay, cool. Nice. Okay. Uh, let me type this in. All right. Okay. Good pick, dude. Good pick, even though I've never seen it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My third one. Vince Vaughn, Wedding Crashers. Oh, oh, that's such a good one. <gasps> it just had... This is... This I know Hitch is the most obvious, but this is the guy I would pick. The, like yep. if I actually had to pick one, it would be Vince Vaughn, Wedding Crashers, just because he has a way with people. He can talk to yep. a door, and if you ever went in there, a you needed a confidence boost. He could get inside your head, give you a nice little pep talk to go over there and talk to her, or if he was introducing you or whatever, he could sell you. Like a salesman. He's a beast, dude. He would get this girl to fall in love with you before you even said hello to her. He's such a legend. He's got all these little jokes and all this stuff. He's, he's tying the balloon animals. He would just, he would fall on a grenade for you. He's just the man. Dude. So I would go with him. I cannot believe Wedding Crashers never even like came into my mind. Uh, because that's, that's a great pick. That's such a great pick. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so my last pick, this is our last one, right? Yes. Last one. Um, <laughs> Goose. Goose. From Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
<laughs> just dies for you. Yeah, like he's a total. He makes a total sacrifice play every time. If something's going yep. wrong, you know Goose is going to swoop in there and yep. pull you out of the fire just in time. <laughs> yeah. So he might not have, at least from what we've seen, the total experience in helping me get the girl, but he's got my back. That's all that matters. Yes, dude. That, <laughs> and you need that because when things go south, you need someone there to pick you up. And they will go south. You know I've never seen that movie all the way through. You've never seen Top Gun all the way through? I actually tried watching it last month when I was jobless. And I sat down, and it, this, is, this happens to me every time I try to watch this movie. I sit down, I watch the first 30 to 45 minutes. The second Tom Cruise gets the girl, I lose all interest, because it's all I care about in the movie. And it happens too soon. It does. It really does. Um, but like, to me, like the latter part of that movie is the way better part to me. See, I, that's what everyone says. I've just never gotten to it. Like, okay. I know Goose dies. I've never seen it actually happen. Interesting. So well, I've got to get on that. Uh, yeah, before the sequel comes out. Yes. <laughs> I forgot. Okay. My last one is Matt Damon in Goodwill Hunting. That's a good point. I almost picked uh, not even Matt Damon. Who's, who's else is in that movie? Ben Affleck. Yeah, I almost picked Ben Affleck from Goodwill Hunting. Ben Affleck is also a very good choice from that movie. They both. For similar reasons that you just described, they both have each other's back. But Matt Damon, what he did for Ben Affleck in that bar when he showed up that yep. blonde ponytail clown, that is the kind of thing you want when you're making an approach. Oh, yeah. You want a fallback net. No, oh, no, no. How bad this thing goes, someone's going to have your back, just like you just said. And yep. Matt Damon murders it. So he would be my fourth choice. Okay. Dude, that's a like solid mountain right there. We all had we both um, had really good picks. I like that. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah, so now I can't even remember if I asked you this the last time we were recording, but I was talking with someone about I might have even been talking about it with you. It's might be one of those moments where you remember that one we had a long time ago where those awkward moments where you ask someone a question or say something that you already told yes. them? Yes. Yeah. Uh, do you prefer watching movies at home or in the theater? Definitely in the theater. Okay, so we didn't talk about this already. I feel like I had this conversation with someone recently. I, I don't remember... ask you it over like the mic. I don't remember. But so like I have that issue where like everyone tells me this movie's great. You gotta go watch this movie. Yeah. And so I sit down to watch it, and I'm just like. I just don't like, I just don't want to be here. I'm going to go do something else. I'm, I can't watch a movie at home unless I'm incredibly interested or incredibly bored. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, here's the thing with the movie theater, though. I mean, you get, it's just such a fun experience. It is. I agree. Like, every time you go, you, 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 you smell the popcorn. You go get in your comfy chair. You sit down. You get to watch the commercials. Oh, what's coming out? What kind of funny ads are on? Oh, let's get a refill. What are we going to go with? Are we getting ice? Are we sharing straws? What are we doing? And then the lights dim and you're like, oh, it's like you're about to take off in a, that, in a spaceship. That moment when the lights dim and the first trailer starts is just all time a great moment in life. Yes, dude. Yeah. Yes. And sometimes you get a slushy. It's just, 
you don't get that at home. At home, the popcorn's not as good. The sound's not as good. The lights are on. Yeah, your, your TV's never loud enough. It's never like, loud enough. Yeah. Yeah. I, I swear we might have talked about this on the podcast the last time we did it. I'm having such, like, deja vu right now, but <laughs> I don't know why. But, yeah, so, like, watch, especially, like, for a Star Wars movie, like, one of the greatest moments of my life was when Force Awakens came out. The whole theater's quiet. It's oh dark. my god! I love it. Oh, man. Dude, I'll never forget that. That was such a great moment. Yeah. We were together, weren't we? Yeah, we were there. We, like, there was a ton of us that watched that. Um, I think we were in, like, we are near the top row, I believe. Yeah, we had good seats, I thought. Gosh, dude, that was the lights dim. And then you get that little a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Lucas Films. And then it goes away. <laughs> dude, remember how loud we screamed? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, that's, you don't get that. Like, those moments, those, like, crowd, like, hive mind moments when you're watching yeah. it out. That's Even if funny. you've never seen the movie before, you just don't get it. Yeah, dude. So the lady that I, when I had orientation, the lady that I had it with, she was telling him. She was telling me. She's like, "Star Wars night is going to be one of the craziest nights you'll ever work." I'm like, "I'm not going to be there in December, lady." But <laughs> she was. She started telling me about uh, the last two, and she's like, "We get so many people here at noon, ten o'clock." I was like, "Oh yeah, that's when we show up to just go hang out." And she goes, "We hire this group. I I don't know really what it is, but she had some weird name for it." It's some group in Madison that shows up. They're the only people in the theater that are allowed in face costumes. You like, you can't wear a mask otherwise. Yeah. And they show up in full stormtrooper uniforms, Chewbacca uniforms, and they just put on shows for people for hours. That's so while awesome. they wait in line. And I was like, this is so sick. Yeah, dude, that's great. I mean, nothing really can compare to the Star Wars premiere day at a movie theater it's yeah. just always a good time yeah uh like those people that were out in the parking lot we were standing in line just just dueling over and over again those guys are all legends every yep. one of them's a legend yep i just um, love it i love it so much okay so where do you plan to be in december for this year <laughs> uh i don't know yet but I will keep you updated. Okay. I have a general inkling. A general I'm, inkling. But I'm but I'm not uh, I'm not saying anything yet. It's Alaska, isn't it? Shh. <laughs> How weird would it be? Okay, because like Eskimos are all related, right? Yeah, Eskimo brothers. How weird would it be to date an Eskimo? Because uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> if you're in a position where. Like, you're in Alaska, there's no one else to date, you find a cute Eskimo girl, every person you meet is related to that girl. They're all, like, Let me ask you this. My, my cousin. Let me ask you this. You go to a coffee shop, you see a girl, she's adorable. She's adorable. You've got maybe Hitch or Uncle Wayne with you, and they say, go talk to her. And so you go over there, and it goes well. She says, TC. I want you to come over and watch a movie with me. This time, you say yes. <laughs> yeah. So you hop in her car, 
She drives out into the woods. All of a sudden, you're in the Arctic, Arctic tundra. The trees disappear. There's snow. And she drives up, pulls up next to an igloo. Do you go in? Dude, so I feel like I have to, right? Because I feel like of, you do too. Because of the implication. Okay. If I don't go in, like, something might happen. Like? <laughs> like what? Well, you don't just take people out to the middle of the Arctic tundra with an igloo for no reason. Like, there's an implication there that if I don't go in, something might go wrong for me. And, <laughs> like, that would, like, once we hit that solid white, I'm stuck. I'm not getting out of there. Yes, I would agree. I would agree. So, you're going into the igloo. That's interesting. Do you think there's couches in there or not? In the igloo? Yeah. The only experience I had with igloos is Club Penguin, and I did have a couch in my igloo. <laughs> um, so I don't know how like well that correlates with real life, but that's just what I imagine. Yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty correlated. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's that's what all my research tells me. The last time I played Club Penguin, it was a couple years ago. It was me and Arnav. We decided to just make one one night <laughs> on like a Saturday night, and we went in there. And literally all we did was we went up to other penguins and we just made sexual jokes. <laughs> and Arnav was like, <laughs> Arnav would go up to people and be like, your igloo or mine? <laughs> so this goes on for like an hour. We end up getting banned from Club Penguin. Like they, they, booted us off the all. <laughs> they booted us out of the game. But it was so funny, dude. <laughs> um, but I don't even remember what I was going to say after that. But, yeah, so I'm stuck in the igloo I'm watching the movie. Hopefully she doesn't have a cat because I'll probably die either way. <laughs> oh, oh, so I texted, I texted you this story. I meant to tell it, and I forgot. Okay. So this was – I don't even remember when I texted it to you. It was like probably late last week, maybe earlier this week. Okay. Um, but so I was just going through the hallway. What was I yes. doing? Yes. I was, like, delivering – like, we had to do door-to-door notices. I was just putting in people's doors. And so, dude, this girl is, like, you see a girl, and you just know she's out of her league, right? Like, you yeah, know yeah, what girl yeah. you're thinking. She was one of those girls. But she's okay. so nice and just so much fun to talk to. She's always so happy that, like, wow. like I feel fine talking to her. But she's out of my league. Like, no question about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, her door, I pass her door, like, walking down the hall. And her door has, like, all this pink paper on it. It was her birthday. It had like a 21 banner, all that stuff. Okay. Um, so I shove a notice in the door and keep walking. And then I'm walking down the hall and she comes out of the elevator room. And dude, she is literally, she has like two suitcases strapped together, wheeling it, a bag over her back. And then she's like hunched over carrying another bag. <laughs> and I was caught like, cause like there's moments where I feel like, like catching me off guard is the best thing to do. Because otherwise, I'm going to have time to say something stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think you about just react. Much. Yeah. And there's moments where my brain just doesn't react, and I just say something stupid anyway. So we're literally, like, six doors down from her door. She still probably has, like, a good struggle to get those bags there. <laughs> I'm standing in the middle of the hallway, and I see her. I don't say, hey. I don't say, do you need some help? I just point at her door and say, is that your door? <laughs> She just looks at me, she's like, she's like, gives me a smile, like Haha, yeah, you know, isn't it great? My friends did that. And then I, I just stand there pointing. I'm like, 
something say something and she walks past me and she's like okay yeah. bye have a good day and i'm like oh, okay bye <laughs> now dude you had I such walked, a golden opportunity i walked away in shame why do you say she's out of your league she's way out of my league tc i don't think anyone's out of your league see this is why wingmans are a thing but <laughs> like but you would agree there's girls that are out of your league wouldn't you yes see yes, i don't I would. Think, like i really don't think anyone's out of your league so it's just it's all inside our heads it is. That's all. It's, it's just a magical little glass cap we put on ourselves. I'm telling you, dude, you can literally get any girl if you go in with the right mindset. <laughs> you can do it, dude. Well, I think uh, I ruined my chances with her, at least for now, probably. Forever. You did not ruin your chances. She probably thinks you're a little bit cute and nervous. <laughs> so she, she probably finds it endearing. And so, like, when I like, I walked out of there and I took like I was in the staircase. I'm walking down the staircase. I was just trying to like process what just happened. I went through my usual stage of, okay, wow, I just talked to that girl, and I was like, oh my gosh, I was such an idiot. Oh man, that was horrible. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, well, this is at least a funny story. And so I start typing it up to you in the hallway. And then I get down to the office and my friend Anna's working the desk and I start a- telling Anna this whole story. Anna's just like, is that it? I'm like, I mean, yeah. She like didn't even think it was funny. I'm like, is it not that great of a story? It's a great story in the moment. Um, it's a great story. I think so too. I think telling girls these stories just doesn't come off well. I don't think they understand what goes on in their head. I don't think so either. And just by watching The Bachelor, we don't understand what goes on in their heads either. Yeah. Oh, speaking of The Bachelor, I think we need to hop into a new reality show to discuss on this pod every week. Down. So I am going to begin watching Very Cavalry. It's a color show? Yes, it is time. So I'm totally down. Um, There are two reasons I came up with, I think – because we created our Twitter account at, like, I think I told you, like, 10 o'clock at night. And yes. then within four hours, it was locked. Um, also, Joe Webb is a Texans quarterback. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, really? Yeah. Okay. Fun fact. Um, Interesting. But so in between the time where I got locked out, the only thing I changed on our Twitter account is I added the official Twitter account of Jake Cutler in the bio. <laughs> I love it, dude. So <laughs> I don't know if they saw that and just was like, you're not Jay Cutler. And I put in my phone number and they decide, all right, maybe you are Jay Cutler. Um, <laughs> but so right now, according to the internet, we're Jay Cutler. My gosh, dude, we are legit. We are legit. <laughs> Speaking of our Twitter, guys, go follow us on Twitter if you're listening. Yeah, it is. What is it? Clowns and goats? At clowns and goats, yeah. At Clowns and um, Goats. I'm also getting that point where I keep. <laughs> also, Arnov has a great Twitter game. I feel like that doesn't get mentioned enough. The, I don't uh, follow him. Does he have a good one? Uh, yeah, he's got a great Twitter game. Uh, I, re- I actually retweeted him. Let's see. What did I say? Um, this was the tweet that Elijah Holyfield's second 40 was a 489. Another was a 486, not what he wanted. And Arnov said Peyton Manning ran a 48. 
which I, <laughs> I'm retweeting that every day. That's a great point, Arnov. Peyton Manning did run a four eight. You can't deny that. This um, Twitter thing is going to take us to a new level. Dude. This is oh, going to be so fun. Also, Ian Rappaport, defensive end Nick Bosa on not doing drills at Pro Day. I trust the people close to me. I got to do what's smart for me. <laughs> and I said, he's quitting before he starts. It's not a good look. It's not? It's not a good look. It's not a good look at all. <laughs> um, and I 100% understand how people accidentally tweet things from different accounts. There have been so many times when I just accidentally like scroll over. Uh, and suddenly I'm on our two clowns account and I'm like, why is there only like, why is all of Rohill's tweets in front of me? <laughs> and I figured it out. I'm like, Oh dude. So there's a scene in the recent Cavalry episode where Kristen calls in Jay to like come sleuth around her business to see who's working or not. Yeah. So Jay Cutler comes in with like this blue suit on. And, like, his hair flowing back, like, gelled back. And he walks in. It's iconic, dude. You gotta go check it out. You gotta go check it out, dude. I, I, I'll, I'll have to. Because did you know Jay Cutler actually doesn't have a Twitter account? There is one Twitter account I followed that is a Jay Cutler fan account that seemed pretty legit. Um, so we do have a bit of competition. But... Shoot. Like, if we start actually putting out legitimate Jay Cutler news, who's to say we're not Jay Cutler? Let me – I'm going to send you a link right now to put on there. Uh, Please it's, do. It's good. It's good. You're gonna, it's a great read. I think our followers would love it. Tweeted within the hour. <laughs> <laughs> also, all, web, all website like is Six coming. of our followers. The website yeah, website's is, coming. Is coming. I'm so excited to see what you've done with it. It's uh, um, it's very amateur, but I think it's perfect for us. No, for sure. I mean, our description <laughs> of the podcast is amateur experts, so. That's a good point. Yeah, we're All just right. sticking with our <laughs> trends here. Here's the link. You're going to love this, dude. I read this at lunch the other day, and I was just <laughs> laughing the whole time. Did you, did you, uh, oh, I just got it. <laughs> All right. I'm not even reading it yet. I'm just posting it to twitter just post it to twitter just and then post i'll it read twitter. it uh tonight for my dinner perfect okay dude uh you got anything else i'm out uh i think i'm out too um we will what is today today is the 21st, 21st. i think our next episode okay. is april fools yeah but today's april fools monday yeah next episode will be april fools that's when we'll release it um Eventually, we're going to get Schwinn on here, probably in a couple of weeks, to discuss his international travels, his new yes. tattoo. Yes. Um, we, could, then, well, we could even do that next week if we wanted. There's still a week and a half. Whatever. That's true. That's true. We'll talk about it. Do you think he's ready? I think, I think the king of D.C. was born ready. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, that's all I got. So we will see you guys next week-ish. All right, guys. Adios.